Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. Welcome. This week, uh, Kyle is not with us. He had to go on vacation. No, just kidding. He had to uh, he had to go to uh, London for work. As many of you know, he um, works for the Titans here in Nashville, and he is traveling. The Titans play this weekend overseas, and he is able to go. So that's awesome. Um, he doing some traveling before then, but he's having a good time. He got there safe, so all is good. Um, but for this week, I am a little bit rushed this week, but we do have some quality folklore for you. Um, so as I was deciding on what to do, this area of the world, I should say, has always been in the back of my mind. And I, I heard about it, uh, I think, I don't know, about a year, maybe more, maybe about a year and a half ago. Um, but it's generally unexplored from what I can tell and from what I've read, um, except for some f- um, gold miners and fur trappers back in the day. Um, it is... A national park now, a national park reserve, um, and I am referring to the Nahani National Park Reserve in Canada. Specifically, the Nahani National Park Reserve is located in the Decho region of the Northwest Territories, Canada, approximately 311 miles west of Yellowknife. So, if you're not familiar with Canada... It is pretty big. Pretty big. Larger than what I think people understand about Canada. Um, For instance, the other week I was... I don't know how I got on this, but I was just looking at Google Maps. I wasn't trying to find any lost whatever cities in Antarctica or any of that that jazz. Um, I was just looking on Google Maps and... Obviously, I started in the United States because that's where I'm located, but then I just started scrolling up to Canada, and it's huge. It's absolutely huge. Um, I mean, initially, when I think of Canada, it's like Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, and yeah, and honestly, that's that's like the first things that comes to mind. Now, obviously, there's a lot more to Canada than that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay Canada, but I'm just saying... This region of Canada is largely unexplored. Um, it is home to many, like, 
weird stories from Native American folklore and some other um, just weird encounters that people have. So we're going to go through that today. It'll probably be a shorter episode um, just because I have to travel back home to Indiana and I want to leave early so I don't end up driving later at night. So we are going to get through this. The stories, the stories are very cool to me. I love this kind of stuff. It centers around some, um, some cryptids, but also like mysterious deaths. It just, it seems to have a whole jazz of just really odd happenings as far as lore is concerned. Um, now I will say before we start out that considering it is such a unexplored region, um, people get lost, okay, in any region that this happens to, people get lost, but of course, of course, as humans, we develop folklore, and who knows, there might be truth to it, I don't know, I can't say one way or the other, I've never been there, but the stories are interesting nonetheless, so we will hop into it, so this comes from mysteriesofcanada.com, mysteriesofcanada.com, excuse me, um, Legends of the Nahani Valley, Northern Canada's Greatest Mystery. Now, they do have a book on this, so if you're interested in this kind of stuff, definitely go find their book. Um, looks like you can purchase it on Amazon. But I'm going to get into some of the summaries they have on here. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit. So as I said, there's a ton of folklore. Um, little excerpt from the website. It says, Deep in the heart of Can- of the Canadian North... In the southernmost reaches of the Mackenzie Mountains lies the valley of the South Nahani River, a mysterious area shrouded in legend. Long before the first white explorers paddled their canoes into the country in search of fur, local Dene Indians gave the place a wide berth. These natives believed that the valley was an evil area, pervaded by bad medicine, a malevolent supernatural presence which hung over the place perpetually like its ever-present fog. So, to start off, I probably should preface that there will be a couple native tribes mentioned in um, this area. One is the Dene, D-E-N-E, Indians. Um, The other is the Naha, um, which is where the Nahani Valley comes from, at least the name. Um, the Naha were characterized as ferocious warriors who frequently descended from their mountain homes to raid the Dene settlements in the lowlands. Um, and that is kind of the backstory, if you will. So. As previously mentioned, there is a sort of, or there is supposedly a sort of supernatural presence that that hangs over the area, and I think a lot of us feel that, not so much supernatural, but a lot of us feel, if you've ever been in the wilderness by yourself and there's like nothing around you, um, in a fairly remote, I mean it doesn't have to be too remote, but a fairly remote region, you, uh, you feel a sort of aloneness. Some describe it as a oneness with nature. Um, but I think it's a sort of a, it's sort of a mix because it, it's sort of it's pleasant and it's wonderful, 
but it's sort of um, uncomfortable in a sense if you if you if you stand too long um, I know I've had that experience out in South Dakota um, I've been to the um, Pine Ridge Indian Reservation multiple times um, two times and at night there's no light pollution so you are able to see every star in the sky and when you're standing out there it is it is it's awesome it's probably it's it's the top five experiences of my whole life it's it's incredible but it's also a little scary a little scary because for me I have a very active mind active imagination so whenever I hear something just like out there I'm like oh no what could it be and then my mind goes like a thousand places so I try to tune that out but it's just it's just part of who I am so when I'm out there it's like I hear something like, oh, what what could that be? What could that be? What could that be? And there's like chirping and all that stuff, but it's part of nature. Um, So I try to just enjoy it, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying. Um, Any area that has vast wilderness, I feel like there's this ambiance, if you will, that it gives off. So over the years, the number of native hunters have wandered into the valley in search of game and some haven't returned um the ones who have returned have some tales um they say at night while their comrades are crouched around the campfire survivors told encounters with an evil spirit who haunted the valley whose unearthly shrieks echoed throughout the canyons on windy nights others described a race of fearsome hairy giants who dwelled in caves carved from the canyon walls led by a beautiful pale-skinned chiefess these primitive mountain men killed and ate anyone who trespassed on their territory so as i'm reading this i'm thinking of like a mix of (laughs) i hate to pop culture this but that's like just where my mind goes especially movies anyone who's listened to the podcast knows we love to love to talk about movies so, my mind goes to a mix between of like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. But also, if you've ever seen this movie called Bone Tomahawk, very interesting movie. Um, Bone Tomahawk has Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's one of the main characters, um, along with Richard Jenkins and Matthew Fox. And Patrick Wilson as well. Um, so, pretty good cast there. Very good movie, though. Um, very good movie. Very gory. I will warn you on that, but I thought it was a very well done movie. Um, mysterious in a sense that they encounter this almost like a lost tribe of humans out in the, out in the, uh, um, out in the wild west, excuse me. And so that kind of added to the mysteriousness as why, why I thought of that reading these accounts. So... As I mentioned before, the Naha tribe, in uh, according to Dene tradition, in ancient times, in Nahani, the Nahani Valley was inhabited by this Naha tribe. And as I've stated previously, they were ferocious warriors who came down the mountain to raid Dene settlements. Um, one story tells of when the Dene had had enough, they went to travel into Nahani country and attack the Naha where their home was. 
And when they got there, they discovered that the enemies were nowhere to be seen. The Naha were gone. They had seemingly disappeared into thin air. Um, again, there is the aspect of an evil spirit. Giant cannibals um, possibly devouring the Naha. Or they somehow just vanished. Um, but apparently the Dene never saw the Naha again. And uh, that was that. Moving on into, I guess you could say, European settlement of the area. In the 1800s, fur traders of the Northwest Company established Fort Liard and Fort of the Forks, which was... Which you might um, you might also hear Fort Simpson. Um, two trading posts situated on the Liard River, up river and down river of the mouth of the South Nahani. In the trading room and on the trail, these tough frontiersmen learned of the horrors in the Nahani Valley from their Diné clients. So we're seeing stories handed down um, to European settlers. Um, and this is where we get into the story of the McLeod, um, M-C-L-E-O-D, the McLeod Mine. Um, so this involves two men, Willie and Frank McLeod. Um, they were miners, they were looking for gold. And they disappeared up the South Nahani um, sometime in 1904-1905. Willie and Frank's younger brother, Charlie, um, went searching for them after three years. Um, He brought along trappers, aboriginals, and ex-mounties that he recruited to go search for them. Eventually, Charlie ended up finding his brothers headless leaning on a tree um, and their heads were nowhere to be found so this kicks off what some might describe as the headless valley or this headless there's like a it's like it's almost like a headless region because there are a few other bodies that have been found in the region without heads, and the heads apparently are nowhere to be seen. So, word of this spread throughout the area um, that these two guys had been killed, their heads chopped off, and they were left out in the wilderness, which obviously no one wants to have happen to them. Um <laughs> It sounds pretty bad. Although I will say it was probably a quick death, which I guess is okay, but I still don't want my head chopped off. Um, so this spread throughout the area, and considering they were gold prospectors looking for gold, there becomes a rumor of a, of a lost mine that they had discovered that contained gold. Um, I've also heard rumors that they actually... That they actually hadn't found anything, so that it, they, even though they were there, they hadn't found anything. Um, 
another man who actually seemed to be fairly successful. He actually set up a cabin, and from what I've also read on other sources, said that he had a fairly um, successful little operation going for a little bit. But his name was Martin Jorgensen, a, a Norwegian who entered the Nahani country in 1910. Um, five years later, his headless corpse was discovered um, about a mile above the mouth of the Flat River. His cabin was burned down, mysteriously, and his head was never found. So, it's a second account. Um, after Jorgensen's death, dozens of prospectors were similarly met with bizarre inns in various reaches of the valley. In 1922, the body of a World War I veteran named John O'Brien was discovered on a mountainside not far from Deadman Valley. Hunched over a pile of tinder with a matchbox in his hand as if he had frozen to death while trying to light a fire. Legend has it that another man, an Ontario prospector named Ernest Savard, was found dead in his sleeping bag in 1945, his head severed from his shoulders. Um... Other men who entered the country, like trappers Bill Epler and Joe Mulholland, simply disappeared. Um, so yeah, sounds like it's not a place uh, you want to go. Um, like I mentioned before, it is unexplored, so people disappear. Um, you can find that, I, I, I think in most places, we talked about the Superstition Mountains a couple weeks ago in Arizona, and how people disappear there, um, it is a very remote area, and people get off the path, and they disappear, there's also lore associated with that, if you want to go check that out, um, you can also find stuff online, but we, uh, we covered, we covered a few good stories on that, so go check that. It's a couple weeks back. Um, so yeah, people are going to disappear, but um, I don't know that you can explain the headless bodies that had supposedly been found. That is, that's a weird tidbit that all these guys are headless. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really can't. I mean, literally, unless someone chopped their heads off, I don't know that, or I guess something could have eaten their heads, maybe, maybe, but it's strange, very strange. I can't think of, I can't think of anywhere else that I have read about where it's just headless bodies being found, but... Interesting, interesting, interesting fact there. Um, here's another weird fact. Not a fact. It's an idea. Um, so we know that this area is remote. And anywhere there's remote areas, um, people would like to study these areas because it's been untouched by human. So... Geologists, naturalists, and other people in the scientific community um, throughout the 60s entered the Nahani region trying to study this area. 
because it's a really interesting tidbit. Um, there are areas of this place supposedly where um, there's like um, very lush, lush areas. Now this area is obviously very cold because it's very far north, but be- there are like um, there are hot springs and like um, hot um, vents that come up, and supposedly there's like. Um, greenery and just flowers. I I read that roses and cherries grow. Um, So there's areas of this place where it's like an oasis in the desert. It's a very interesting, very interesting spot there. But people who entered this area back in the 60s, they came back with stories. Um, According to some witnesses, the Nahani Valley is home to an enormous, solitary, wolf-like creature eerily reminiscent of the Inuit myth dubbed the Wahila. So this mysterious creature is believed to be a relic a relic of an old possibly extinct ancient carnivorous bone crushing mammal um, commonly referred to as a bear dog supposed to have gone extinct about 8 million years ago um Others maintain the Wahila's physical description corresponds more closely to that of a dire wolf. Hence Game of Thrones. <clears throat> a prehistoric relative of the modern day timber wolf. Um, whatever the case, some considered the Wahila to be a likely suspect of many disappearances. So, anyone who's familiar with folklore concerning any cryptids really um Bigfoot uh I mean I don't think the Loch Ness monster is real but Loch Ness is a fairly deep um remote lake lock if you will um any of these remote apes that they found um, living in the Congo, I believe it's the Billy Ape. Um, any of these remote areas, there's always the possibility of finding new species. Um, even in the Amazon, they've, I mean, they found they found new tribes of um, Amazonian peoples living modern day, secluded out there. So. It's crazy what could it's crazy the possibilities that could be living up there. Um so that is that is one idea. Um another interesting sighting, supposed sighting, is called the Nukluk. N U K dash L U K. The Nukluk. This is a supposed short, hairy, half naked subhuman that was reported in the vicinities of Fort Liard, Nahani Butte, and Fort Simpson. Um, supposedly this half-naked subhuman um, is clad in moose skin loincloth, carrying a stone club, and sporting a long dark beard. Um, the name was given by the local Dene. It's, it's supposedly... Um, this creature um, dwells in caves and is native to the valley. So, 
doesn't it doesn't say here if it's um if it's aggressive or attacks, but interesting idea here. Um, so you see, there's like a, there's sort of a contrast here with this nook creature and then like possible giants. Um, I did read the Naha were um, supposedly larger in stature than regular humans. Um, not sure if that's legitimate or not, but I did read that. So, very strange, strange goings-on up in Canada. Um, to bring it back down to Earth, though, this area is gorgeous. It is absolutely beautiful, and um, there are not many areas like this still left where it has been untouched, respectively. Um... And I really think that areas like this are key to understanding more about the Earth and um, also understanding um, understanding lore and all this because um, not a lot of people seem to have ventured here and the ones who have always come back with strange stories. Um, there also are instances of supposed uh, strange lights, UFO lights, possibly, I don't know, um, strange lights and Bigfoot encounters, so that, um, you know, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that happens everywhere, everywhere there's a Bigfoot encounter, someday I'm gonna hear of a Bigfoot encounter in Nashville, city proper, but who knows, who knows, um, so yeah, a little bit of lore here, um, very, like I said, strange, I think the strangest to me is the headless bodies that are supposedly found. Um, that's just, I don't know, I don't know another way to describe it except strange. It's just kind of like an oddity that the only thing that's gone is the head. The head it creeps me out, really creeps me out. I mean, if I saw that, I'd be like, okay, let's grab them. We're getting out of here as fast as we can. We're heading back. We're heading back down river. So, yeah. I also think that it'd be, I think it'd be cool to find a, the smaller creature, like the nook look. I think if I had to encounter anything that I just talked about, it would not be the giant um, giant wolf bear or dog, bear dog bear dog giant bear dog it would not be that um, I would not want my head chopped off um, I would not want to disappear mysteriously um, oh there is one other aspect um, there's also supposedly um, possibly I guess is the Nahani Valley is an entrance to the inner earth yeah yeah love that had to mention that I'm glad I didn't forget that um, possibly an entrance to the inner earth, so, um, whew, might not have mentioned that, probably shouldn't have mentioned that, but, if you're not familiar with the inner earth, um, that's the idea that there's like a, well, there's lots of caves within the Nahani Valley and different thermal vents, but, um, the inner earth, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, is the idea that there's a culture living inside the earth.
that's 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 at the basis what it is. So, um, little tidbit there to end on. But yeah, um, if I had to encounter one thing, it would be the the little guys, little nook look. So. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, like I said, it is a shorter guy. Um, go listen to my midweek episode that I do. It is centered around current events, sometimes political, um, but mostly current events. Um, this week we talked about a house on the Florida coast that withstood the hurricane. Um, it was built to withstand 150 mile per hour winds. Um, and what else did we talked about? Uh, the other week we talked about oh a missing um, Chinese. Well, he's not missing anymore. The Chinese said that they had him. Uh, an Interpol or in- Interpol, um, I believe it was the president of Interpol um, that was missing. He was Chinese. Um, he traveled from France to China and didn't come back. And so yeah, cool stories like that. Um, stuff that you might come across, but. Um, Hopefully not. Hopefully you hear it from me first. So thank you guys for listening. Um, Kyle will be back next week. Um, We'll get him to tell some stories of his escapades in Europe. Um, And we will go from there. Thank you guys for listening. Um, We are on Podbean, iTunes, Rate and Review, anywhere you can find podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at WorldWeLivePod. And yeah, that's where we're at. We're having a good time living life. We love it. And we will catch you next week.